0: Welcome. Fancy new technology given to me by the government. My big brain
1: makes me so attractive. I want to read through Lord of the Rings. I haven't yet. I I feel kind of ashamed. Thanks for stopping by. I just heard Caleb
0: flailing around with his tongue. Do this or I'll kill you. It's like you were going to kill me anyway. You're an executioner. To see.
1: Brian has ascended. He is a god. What's up? They would say, oh, you think you're cute?
2: Well, I think this bullet's also pretty cute. Pow! In Brian's attic. Or do we need to whip ourselves and cry? Hey, Bobby, step up. Boom. Bobby's head falls on the floor. You
0: can really download it. (laughs) You can really download it. You can really download it. welcome hello to brian's welcome.
2: attic what'd you say andrew i was about to say the exact same thing yeah but that's hello. my job <laughs> well you were taking your sweet time with it it had just
0: started recording no, you have to it wait started five, five seconds. seconds ago and you were doing nothing <laughs> whatever whatever you just go just go <laughs> yeah <clears throat> brian's attic season finale after this we're not doing seasons anymore we're just doing episodes oh Thankfully, yeah. I wonder well, why. I mean, that's just easier to keep track of. Well, actually, I don't know if it'll necessarily be easy to track, keep track of because after that, we're just going to be counting up. I think, I mean, we're on episode like 40 or so. All maybe, right. Maybe hopefully, not when quite. we
2: move away from seasons, this won't be as difficult, but you know, <laughs> you know 10 20 fingers crossed, 30 if, if
0: every episode, if every season has. 13 episodes which is not the case because i think season two had like 18
2: yeah yeah
0: it's you know comes out to about 40 uh 45 or something
2: i have a question uh hey caleb how how far are you in elantris
1: so i've uh read five pages so far
2: okay So, so you haven't gotten any farther then Cool, cool. I got
1: to the point. I got to the point where he realizes that he's basically changed into—he's in a laundry Oh, Yes, now. yes,
2: yeah. yes. The, the the prince is now one of the dead
1: people.
0: That, yeah. That's one of the biggest <clears throat> twists in the book. Is it right there in the first five pages? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So. That, that I mean, in theoretically, that sounds like that sounds horrible. Imagine like the the twist is in the very beginning, and then everything else just the right. fallout from that. Horrible. Which
0: all that is, all that is, is that's just a good hook. Yes. <laughs>
2: a, yeah. a twist at the beginning wow. is just a hook. <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good point.
1: Yeah. I. But the thing is, I have like a back catalog of books that I need to read, and so.
2: <laughs> you know, actually, I've I've I, I the same. I was gonna read the Witcher books, and then Stephen Brian's brother was talking to me about, like, oh them. yeah. We're we're on the same book now. And I am like, well, I have to read Elantris. So I ha- I just handed him the next book in the Witcher series. I- I- I'm done with Elantris and I want to read the Witcher, but I got to talk to Steven again now. But that's the thing. I just dropped what I was doing. And I
0: just, I dropped okay. the Dune series. I dropped the Witcher series. I just read Elantris. And now yeah, we're waiting I- on you. <clears throat> uh, I'm, now I-, I can get it when it's not something that you like want to read right away, or if there's something else that you want to read, like, right now. Because I will... I'll skip things on my backlog, you know, just to read what I feel like reading at the time.
1: Yeah, I do want to read it, um, for sure. Um Return of the King, though, like, the thing is too, like, I, I've that been reading... That take you, like, three and a half years. I've been... too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it it especially takes longer, because I'm listening to the audio book. I'm not... I'm not, uh like, physically oh, I, reading. Oh, I can tell
0: you, listening to the audiobook is faster than actually reading it when it comes to Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah. Although, the funny thing, I've I've started the Lord of the Rings audiobooks multiple times thinking, oh, you know what? This sounds like a good, you know, one to listen to. I, I feel like going through it again. Um, Almost always, like, I, I, I will end up stopping at various points, you know, which can be expected. Yeah. Um the a lot of the time it was in return of the king yeah like i could i can get through fellowship of the ring easy it's it's like my favorite portion of the story is when the fellowship is all together um and of course the the next section where um the the first half of the two towers where it's aragorn legolas and gimli
1: the second uh, half of two towers is difficult
0: Yeah, that it's it's once against Frodo and Sam in Mordor. It is really
1: tough, which is crazy because I don't. Well, I I stopped there multiple times, um, but it was just it it wasn't as interesting. It is kind of crazy how Helm's Deep is only a small chapter, and in the film, see, it's been a while while since. I've Yeah, in the, uh, in the film, it takes a, a large portion of time, but when you actually read the book, it's very small.
2: I have a question for Caleb. This is re- uh,
1: not regarding... Uh, uh, oh, I did hit a bird. Uh, I re- forgot to tell you guys. <laughs> I, uh, so I had one of the craziest collisions happen uh, the other day, so there was a bird that was flying across I really the hope road. hope it's not the
0: craziest. I mean, I guess I hope it's the craziest collisions for you, because collisions with cars are, are generally
1: pretty bad. Yeah, but this <laughs> I hit this bird and you know how there's like a... And by uh, bird you mean an actual
0: like fowl. Yes. And not, uh, not a
1: woman. <laughs> uh, But it hit my car and then it flew back and hit my mirror. My driver's side mirror. Oh my. That's interesting. So I just boom boom and when it hit i think so when it hit the mirror though i was like did that you you double tap the the... bird with your car (laughs) (laughs) always double tap yeah so that's that happened recently um but i just wanted to share because that was insane
0: yeah that that reminds me of i mean this isn't particularly fascinating well i mean it was fascinating to experience Probably not fascinating to hear about, but I'm going to tell you guys anyway. So where we live now is kind of out in the country. And there was one day I was driving to our house while we were, it was before we'd moved in, but we were working on our house. And it was just this one day I was driving kind of along the countryside and pretty close to our house, like within, within a mile for sure, maybe closer to like a half mile. There were just thousands of birds flying around in the sky. Uh, and, and, like, you know, kind of landing from time to time, and then they, like, take off and fly again. And uh, you know how sometimes you, you get those videos of, I guess it's, it's kind of like documentaries. We'll have them where it's, you know, uh, large groups of birds and how they fly the, like, you know how the shape of a, of the hole,
2: oh, the like all of the birds yes. together,
0: yeah. it kind of, like, undulates a bit where it kind of you know, goes out and then comes in and the, the even the color of it, it kind of like darkens as all the birds kind of come together, but then it lightens up. It's like so many birds that this was happening and the noise was so loud. You know, you know, those like cicadas, right? Yes. Yep. Like just the constant noise that they produce on the years that they, they, they come out, you know, um, it was like that just this constant noise except instead of cicadas it was like bird (laughs) birds tweeting it was it was a a pretty crazy experience i I do i did get a video but it doesn't really capture it of course Uh, not very well what was
1: going to be your question andrew
2: well what my question was for you and it was this option one or rather it's a it, it
0: is it a would you rather
2: uh no, it's not it's not a would you rather. It's um it's a hypothetical. You can be like what you are now and like choose whatever, blah blah blah. But here's another choice. Make as much money as you want doing whatever job you want. And you can both these can change at any point in time. But you can only talk in marwind NPC barks for the rest of your life.
1: <sighs> Worth it.
2: Okay, so so you would do it. Okay, so no, I would not. (laughs) Like you you also can't you can't sentence mix either to make other like meanings. You're only you're restricted just basically just saying hi to people for the rest of your (laughs) life. I guess it's better
0: than, uh, Skyrim NPC. Yeah, those are just
2: nonsensical. But like depending on how well you're liked in Morrowind, some characters will say things that like really like, like the Wood Elves. Yeah. If, you, if the Widow's really like you, they'll say, man or woman, it doesn't matter, like, they will say, I have a feeling that you and I are about to become
0: very close. And it's like, uh, it's right. just a skin crawling up. <laughs> At least that one kind of makes sense, as creepy as it
1: is. If it's like,
0: I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I took an arrow in the knee, <laughs> it would be like,
1: um, okay. Okay. <laughs> isn't there like a uh at least people character? would know where that that line who's comes from i guess who uh, like you had to take off your clothes in order to complete the mission
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh that was the hollow counselor crassus curio yeah he was the guy who wrote the lusty argonian maid
0: <laughs> like the lore book
1: yeah or...
2: like there, there's a book in in the game and he wrote that
1: yeah but pretty much volumes one and two two to proceed you have to take off your uh clothing uh to become is this Morrowind or skyrim Morrowind.
2: yeah the better game the one you haven't played yet brian
1: wow is this gonna be targeted attacks for people who have not done yeah yeah, i I know this is (laughs) is just my my chance to to end my spleen
0: all right uh, Andrew's turn. Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, you guys suck! Yeah, yeah.
2: M- <laughs> M- Michael and his kids give me enough uh, flame over that. I don't need it here too.
0: Flame. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Oh, so real quick on Lord of the Rings. So I think it was close to the beginning of the season that Caleb mentioned that he was reading Lord of the Rings, and I also mentioned that I was re- reading Lord of the Rings. And I may have mentioned that the place where I always get stuck is the Mines of Moria.
2: Mm, Yes, I do recall that. For
0: some reason. It it doesn't make much sense. uh, Because you'd think that a person stops reading a book because it's not interesting or, you know, it's kind of slow or something. Um, And so they put it down, but they just don't feel like picking it back up again. Well, uh, but, but you expect, you know, the Mines of Moria to be one of the most interesting places and yes. in, in the fellowship of the ring it's the most action packed well guess where i stopped again
1: <laughs> the I'm in the Minds of
0: moria and i only occasionally pick it up to read like a couple pages uh what do you think that is i have no idea it, is it for some reason you it's...
2: you don't like the death of gandalf and so you're
1: trying to like subconsciously avoid spoilers it. <laughs> is it is it because bill the ponies uh left behind yeah, yeah. Just once, Bill's gone. It's it, the it's whole story is just there. downhill.
0: Yeah. Um, no, actually, the the mines of Moria have some really great moments that I like. Uh, I think I've mentioned this in the podcast as well. So you've got that room, you know, the the Balin's tomb, mm-hmm. that they they have the fight with the orcs and the orc chieftain, mm-hmm. and you know they escape through this back room, down a stair staircase right well Gandalf stays behind to like block the door and make sure no orcs follow well while he's kind of locking the door with magic basically the balrog enters the room on the other side of the door and they have this basically like a mind magic battle and the the doorway explodes and collapses which you know is is good for the fellowship because that kind of is what Gandalf was trying to do, basically. But Gandalf goes tumbling down the staircase, and the Fellowship, like, pick him up, and they're like, what happened? And he's like, I felt a magical presence on the other side of that door so strong that, like, our our just mind battle exploded the door. And it's just, it's so cool. Because first off, we know Gandalf is kind of mysteriously powerful, but the fact that this creature can go toe-to-toe with Gandalf is kind of scary, but then also the under, other way around is that this is the creature, like, for those familiar with the story, this is the guy who ends up killing Gandalf, but Gandalf can kind of go toe-to-toe with a Balrog. Yeah. It's just kind of cool stuff like that. So that's one of my favorite moments in uh, from the Mines of Moria. Is it because you're trying to savor it? No. No, I think it's hard to follow, because the Minds of Moria has a lot of kind of, tr- tr- I don't want to say just the, the default, like, oh, traveling
1: sequences,
0: well, it, you know, because that's the thing people typically harp on, and I don't think, I don't think the Minds of Moria actually has that much more compared to other sections of the book. I uh, I was going to mention... It's just kind of hard to follow for some reason.
1: One of my favorite I'm, chapters I'm sure in sure. Two Towers is just the... The chapter where um uh Sam uh repels down a cliff with the the rope for the first time it mm-hmm. and that one's mainly just like a them traveling It's not even necessarily anything specific specifically interesting besides that, but um I found myself really enjoying that
0: did I tell you guys that i I had been uh, watching interviews with Tolkien. No. I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, just, it, it was, one got suggested to me on YouTube, and so I watched it, and it seemed pretty interesting, so I started watching more. And I think it's pretty funny when, first off, his, his way of speaking is kind of funny. Like, I was going to compare him to somebody you know, but I'd have to say his last name, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, just think of, and... Older man at church who's also a physics professor. Oh, <laughs> oh that, so it's like a, so it sounds like it sounds like a generational thing, then. Right. Um. So not. I mean, just kind of the personality of sorts, not necessarily the the same way of speaking, but definitely kind of cut from the same cloth.
2: I mean, that makes sense. Tolkien himself was a professor.
0: Right. And but when when he talks about writing the Lord of the Rings, he talks about his goal. Kind of being writing a the way he expresses it is I wanted to see if I could write uh, an absurdly long story that could retain people's interest. Which, first off, on purpose, right? Right, isn't that funny? (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) on the one hand, to be honest, on the one hand, he was successful because it was this international sensation, on the other hand that's people's biggest complaint nowadays mm-hmm. is that it's kind of long and boring in places.
2: Like there's a, there's a scene, <clears throat> I think maybe a couple of chapters long in return of the King where it's just Sam and Frodo traveling along this riverbed. And it's like, honestly that whole thing just, I, I did not skip pages. I when didn't it's even just the,
0: the two of them
2: later in the book. I, I, or is I, that I, I, when they're in the, the old forest? Go, Gollum's there with them.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. I guess they <laughs> for, travel for along a least, river more than once.
2: For it, well, maybe it's like a sun, maybe it's like a dried up riverbed. I don't know. Golems are with them for at least part of the way, and uh, I didn't skim pages. I didn't skip, but like I would read a paragraph and just totally forget it. And be like, wait, what did I just read? It's like yeah. it's just mind. It's just I love it, but it's just gonna be like depiction. The prose depictions of scenery is not my thing.
0: Right. Whereas. Uh, it's funny when you, like, Tolkien talks about how he has this obsession with trees. It's pretty funny, because it's like I can see it. I can see it just from
1: reading the book.
2: (laughs) Man loves his trees.
1: Yeah, I'm actually at the bat, finishing up the Battle of Pelennor Fields, um, Hmm. and I find it to be very. It's very interesting, but at the same time, that's the one with
2: Theoden's (laughs) charge, right? Yep. Yes, that that was that's my that's my favorite part of the whole the whole series. Theoden's charge and Theoden as a character is so cool.
0: You can you can listen to recordings of Tolkien reading that.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's 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 recordings of him like speaking Elvish, and you know reading wow. from the book. It's it's pretty good. Or or uh, reciting his poetry, you know, from the books.
2: That's nice.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't sing the songs. And so there's no, like, canonical tunes to go with them. Right. Which would have been kind of cool.
2: It would, but I think if there was, I think there not being a canonical tune fits with his whole, like, cordial dislike of allegory quote as also.
0: Well, yes and no, but true to mythology, well, not mythology, but true to history, like, one of the things he's doing with those poems is um, creating kind of ancestors, well, at least one of them, it, he created an ancestor to a poem that we have today hey diddle diddle the cat and the fiddle right that's that's mm. the song that frodo is singing in uh, the Pranc- the prancing pony when he first puts on the ring oh. you know it's this longer more more elaborate version but you know over the years so the story goes um it it kind of cuts gets cut down and shortened to what we have today but if you think about like nursery rhymes and stuff, one, they're very old, as yes. far as songs go, for for the language they're in, and two, they almost always are paired with the same tune, like the tunes are very old as well. So it, that would have been kind of cool to have kind of something
1: like that. So, you know. The, not trying to shift topics, but I know you mentioned that we could talk about The Last of Us. But the thing is, I haven't watched the last episode
0: because you haven't watched the last episode. Is that what you said?
1: Yes, yes. Because I have a friend that I watch it with, and he keeps saying that he's busy, uh, so he can't so watch it. So man, that
0: is—it's. I thought I thought the uh, I don't know moral and ethical implications of the last episode
1: would be interesting to talk about. Well, I know what happens. You do? Okay. Yeah. Have you played the game? No. I just watched it on YouTube, but uh, the cannibal episode was definitely entertaining. That
0: one's mildly annoying because, once again, it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, the only religious group are crazy fanatics again. Yeah. Uh, It's like, when is this getting old? I mean, it it is old, but, you know, when are we going to think of something else to do with religious people? Uh, Actually, that's that's what makes, you know, the Daredevil TV show so refreshing is that the priest isn't some he's not a pedophile like you would expect a Catholic priest to be in a TV show. (laughs) That's (laughs) poor Catholic priests to some degree.
1: (laughs) They always get a bad rap. Just because some of them are
0: terrible, terrible people. They all get cast as terrible people.
1: Well, and not only that, I think Daredevil's great because um Matt has but, a moral yeah, he, dilemma he, yeah the the
0: Catholic there. priest isn't a isn't a pedophile, and he actually has he's like a real person,
1: yes, so uh yeah, one of the aspects of Daredevil is great is his constant struggle um to fight basically his urges to actually kill, and central to that is his faith because. He doesn't wanna just go around murdering people because of his strong morals. Right. Um,
0: That's where it's interesting that... once the Punisher comes into the show, because the Punisher's like, I'll murder all the people. Yes. Yes. And he's like, Really, what's what's the difference? You know, isn't it better that these people, you know, aren't still around to cause more harm? And and Daredevil's like, Yeah, but it's, well, I don't remember what his response is exactly, but the, the little conversations, like they're not buddies. But they end up, because they're, they're both vigilantes, they both end up in these kind of interesting situations where they're, like, hanging out together.
1: Yep, yep. I think, I think he ended up chaining, chaining him to a rooftop and duct-taping a gun to his hand, if I remember correctly. Right. And basically, it was like, you should take the shot. Um, but, yeah.
0: Of course, I guess the, the main problem with the Punisher is that he was mostly just out for revenge, if I recall. Or at yes. least that's that's his main motivation in uh, his his own show, the Punisher show, you know, because his wife was killed and stuff. Yeah, but uh, from what I gather, the the Last of Us TV show sticks pretty close to the video game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna mention too uh, the funny thing surrounding season two because it got renewed. Somebody was commenting on uh, who should play Abby. I don't know how familiar you are with second game. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, then, say should I share I, it? So, because are you gonna watch the second season? Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I liked The Last of Us. Um, it's the first the, the, the episode. The kind of
1: is good.
0: moral and ethical dilemmas of the show are, are pretty interesting. Uh,
1: now, the first episode, I actually, it was uh, the the tension that builds throughout the episode is actually pretty awesome. Uh, as you see society kind of like crumble right. and like you actually see bottom that... text what we live in a society bottom text uh so the grand the grandmother who the grandmother who yeah. becomes like one of the zombies right uh oh man when I... you see
0: her transforming behind like in the background yeah transforming but you know kind of you know the disease taking effect uh
1: yeah, I was I was watching it with my sister and she said she just thought it was gonna be like a regular show, like not a horror show. And she basically uh, She does well, a zombie I show, right? <laughs> I didn't explain it very well. Isn't that kind um, of the yeah, death so really of a zombie, like zombie show? Left is that right? it's, it's either scary or gory or both. She she basically was uh saying that uh what is it called? She was like, Is this gonna be a show about well I didn't tell her I was like hey you you told her it was a (laughs) show about
0: family right
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot exactly what I said but it was kind of just like hey do you want to watch this new show with me and she said yes and then whenever it's got to the it got to the point where the grandma had eaten the chunk of that one person and they were dead on the floor you know what I mean when you first enter the house the person's like bloody on the floor and it hasn't panned to the grandma yet and she said Caleb I gotta turn this off I don't want to get nightmares Uh, is this
2: your youngest middle or oldest sister
1: youngest so she Uh, she apparently can't watch horror because she'll have nightmares if she watches it weird and how old is she
2: 20 she's a a year younger than i am so 26 i love i love how you know that and
1: i don't know that it's pretty bad
2: (laughs) i characterize well i only i know only the ages of two of your sisters because they're about my age Mm mm-hmm One's like a year younger than me, and one's like a couple months older than me. So it's but, really easy.
1: But that tension in the first episode, I, it's so awesome how it's constructed because it slowly builds throughout the episode, getting more and more. Right, because you kind of know. More more
0: like, I I don't know if it's because I was familiar with the concept of the game, or if that's just how well the the show did its job. Actually, no, you you do know, you do know, because right in the first you know 5 minutes of the show you have that like 1960s 1980s interview bit where the 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 guys are talking about you know global pandemics what is the global pandemic to be afraid of in the future it's like, well it's fungus you know all you got to do is just let them you know raise the temperature or li- survive in a oh no no the 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 temperature well, I mean, in the show it's the temperature of the world increases so that Cordyceps can live in the human body and stuff.
1: Yeah, so you you know that it's I you thought, know that- I thought it was that the the
0: temperature of the human body was too high. Uh, maybe maybe it was the idea that the fungus adapts to a higher temperature, which could come about because of increased global temperature. That's what I think that's what it was. So, I I was a uh, uh, I watched a video uh recently of the, it was a kind of a comparison. It wasn't a shot for shot comparison of the the game and the show, but it was a guy talking about you know his main question was, do we need a Last of Us TV show? And he kind of talked a little bit like Andrew does, where it's like, why why make a TV show if you've already like why make the TV show exactly like the video game if you've already got a video game? It's like why don't people just go play the video game if it's so great?
2: And and the video game is very cinematic. Right,
0: right, uh, same points he made. And my thought was, well, for me, (laughs) like, I've only watched the show. I haven't played the game. I haven't had a whole lot of interest in playing the game. I guess I would now. I suppose you could say kind of a similar reason to why you would make a Witcher video game or a Witcher TV show is that it makes people, like most people who read the books, Okay, I don't know about most, but many people who read the books read the books because they played the video games and enjoyed them. And so I, you have I that actually... kind of cross-media uh, travel? Consumerism? I don't reason. know. Um,
1: but my thing is period. like, well,
0: I'm interested in the story, but I'm not necessarily interested in the playing the video game. One, I don't have a PlayStation, so I mm-hmm. can't. Uh, unless it's on PC, then maybe I could. And, and so it's like, here's a way for me to experience the story. And it would also take less time because I wouldn't have to deal with all the video game elements.
1: Yeah, I think accessibility is a big thing with adaptations because you're you're bringing adaptations to a larger audience. So I love your uh, I know sentences. I was just <laughs> laughing
0: at Andrew as well. Wearing his hoodie is like eyes are obscured.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, it's very nice. Uh, like, don't worry, I can still see you guys.
1: <laughs> uh so I did want to bring up, I had brought it up before, so I went into the dating world. I got two dating apps. And wait,
2: wait, wait. Yeah, I know. You You talked about this, and I, I distinctly recall telling you that I thought that was a bad idea, but fine, let's
0: well, hear it. I don't it. remember you saying How'd bad idea.
1: Uh, unless hey, yeah, you I don't, talk don't remember to specifically him being a bad idea. Uh, Tinder, so on Tinder, I got matches, but... I didn't really, like, I wasn't on the app a ton, and it seemed kind of shallow. Uh, go figure. I should have known that already. Um, Hookup app is shallow. I mean, that's that's always, always going to be a
0: risk when contacting people over the internet. Is that they tend to be pretty Bumble, shallow.
1: Bumble was a little bit better, but the one person I contacted who it was fun to talk to, so... Whenever they contacted me, there's this like game you can play where it's like, if you were in this situation, what would you do? And so you can do it back and forth. And so we did that and it was fun. And I, I got to the point where I was like, oh, we're going to go out together. And she's like, before we go any further, I have something to tell you. And. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm going through a really terrible divorce. And then I was like, Okay. And then she said, uh, I I was like, well, I'm going to proceed anyway just to to see what's up. And then she said, I was like, we can go to a restaurant in your hometown or whatever because she lives 30 minutes away. And uh, she was like, I actually don't want to go to public places because I don't want to see the family of the person I'm getting divorced in. Uh, How big is that family? I is know really, that's what I guess said. it's a really small town. But I, I, I never responded after that because I was oh, like, no. this is like the amount of red you flags that are here. Yeah, but the amount of red flags Shooter, I, thought, I thought she was
0: gonna be like, Okay, can I bring along my kid or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was, I <laughs> was, I was expecting date. Those are the I... worst profiles. They're like, if you don't love my kids, then we oh, can't be yeah. then we I can't was, be a couple.
2: I, I was expecting like Oh wow, that sounds great! But before we make plans, here let me let me just ask my boyfriend see how that that goes over. It it's like oh, okay, but yeah. <laughs> but you start uh. with the profiles The profiles always say something like my my baby is my world. It's like, what are you doing on here then? <laughs>
1: yeah. One second.
2: So hope didn't like me saying that apparently. <laughs>
0: Hope's like, no, I am his world.
1: <laughs> so the crazy part about Hinge, right? So out of all three apps... Oh, you, you didn't have tell us about Hinge, or at least not me. Hinge is supposed to be like an app that you download, you find somebody and you delete it. That's what it markets itself as. Um, but the crazy thing about it is generally on the apps, you can say, you, as a category, you can say, do you smoke? Do you smoke weed? Do you drink? Those are options. But with Hinge, there's an option for do you do illicit drugs? And I'm like, why is that an option? I mean, I guess it's a red flag if you see somebody who does like meth. You know what I mean? Or it's a green but flag. It's... Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, do. I don't understand why that's an option. You know. It's so that three
2: letter agencies can figure out who they need to arrest.
1: <laughs> it's. It's for the feds and glowies. The feds are like, hey, I would love to go on a date and shoot up.
2: You, you <laughs> match with some cutie pie and then like, she's like, yeah, I do lots of cocaine. Like, oh, wow, she was, can you get me in contact with your supplier? Sure thing, baby, let's meet up. And then like just a bunch of ATF guys roll out like, all right, put your hands in the air. All right, that's it. You're gonna go to jail." Like, ah! That's how, That's how they get the really stupid people. Half the internet is glowies at this point.
1: Can you explain the term "glowies" to me?
2: Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, glowy refers to any like federal agent because the, the federal agent makes it really obvious that they're a federal agent by like Wearing recommending sunglasses
0: and an earpiece,
2: clear, recommending clearly illegal activities online, and like saying, "Hey, let's all go do that." And like, it's a, it's a sting. So, whenever yeah. someone starts, uh, starts advocating for stuff that's, like, obviously illegal, the common response is just be like, okay, Glowy. Like, like it, it's because it's so obvious,
0: they, like, glow in the dark. Uh, that's how they got called okay. Glowy. I like how Andrew's dressed like he's about to go deal some illicit drugs.
1: <laughs> come on. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't man. think I brought it up on the podcast, but there was somebody that I went on a date with one time. And whenever we were headed back from Dairy Queen, they admitted to the fact that they sold meth. Or had sold. And you were like, no, 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 can, no, can no. I have some? No, they'd, I, the free, first one's free, right? they had sold drugs, but when they were asked to sell meth, they said that they didn't want to. That's like the line that they're drawing in the sand. Hey so man, that's I'll what it was. I'll deal cocaine with another drug, There's but no meth, is meth is a too step far. too
2: far. I don't people, deal people in that People
0: got to keep their that teeth, That stuff man. destroys communities. Once, once, you, cocaine, once you lose no, your teeth, fine. you don't
1: get them back. Well, I met this girl. So I met this girl at like uh. There is my one friend. He goes to youth group, and there's this youth group like dance where everybody just stood around awkwardly and was on their phones. And so I went <laughs> like to that. It was that. a, it was a dance, dance
0: where everyone stood around.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, nobody was dancing with each other. It was just like everybody was super awkward. And I got this her number. Like a Christian homeschool dance. It wasn't. I. The kids were public schooled. I think um <laughs> no excuses then. But the uh the girl had a boyfriend at the time when she gave me her number too. So Why do
2: you attract all these women who are already engaged with like other men,
1: dude? I don't know, Andrew. You should uh you should help me out <laughs> with that issue. <laughs> what am Caleb, I supposed Caleb's to do? just I'm... a home wrecker, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: I thieving cat over here.
1: She ended up uh Moving to Fiji with a SoundCloud rapper. (laughs) That sounds like a very lucrative and successful relationship. Went from selling hard drugs to finding the love of her life and moving to Fiji.
2: I kind of wish she was on the podcast now because I want to hear her talk about this. (laughs)
1: Like, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, I worked with a guy named Jerry and he basically... uh found a he he was an older guy he was like 75 and he married like a 23 year old in on trinidad uh like you know the country trinidad and tobago yes. and uh actually he had all his stuff worldly possessions shipped down there in containers um and he basically when he left his job he was like he what he said about the island he was like we got food we got weed we got all i need all i need I think that's what he said. <laughs> um, but he every day, whenever he'd go to the work on the work site, he would have a stogie and just be puffing, puffing smoke. Nobody said anything. Um, but he was like, when he finally quit his job, quit the job, he was like, "I got to go to the island. I'm sorry, man. I got to go to the island. Uh, I'm just feeling it. call me." <laughs> and so. he was
0: not Guys in his you 70s. know, high from his weed smoking
1: already. Yeah. He, he, that, I don't those, think those he sound like did... some weed induced sentences right there yeah he almost beat up our direct supervisor because a direct supervisor was like micromanaging us so apparently he stood outside uh, where we park our vehicles for hours waiting for the guy to show up so it <laughs> would beat him, beat, him, beat him up and then he what? never showed uh, up so he just drove home angry
2: was, was, the, was the supervisor like Justice. scared at him <laughs>
1: No. So they had never had like a negative interaction, but just there was one day where he was on the work crew and he saw how we were being treated and he was just like, this is unbelievable. This guy deserves
0: physical abuse. Yeah, this
1: guy (laughs) deserves to be beat to a pulp, which I, I appreciate the sentiment. You know what I mean?
2: I was expecting your super supervisor would be like, oh, I'm really scared of this guy. It's like, meanwhile, he's 73 years old and he smokes weed. Like, what's he going to do to you, man? But like, oh, he's going to beat me up. I, I better get out of here. I'm going to hide in the office until he leaves.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just an interesting case because he had made a lot of money in his life. Um, his ex wife had taken some, some of the funds. Like, uh, it was like one of the. All of a sudden,
2: <laughs> a lot more of his life makes sense. Okay, okay. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: If your ex-wife takes half your worldly possessions, then just marry a twenty-five or twenty-three-year-old in Trinidad in Tobago. And I mean, I totally him.
2: get it. It's not only is it like rest and relaxation for your twilight years, but it's also revenge. Like, hey, ex, you, you nasty, bitter harpy, I got a lady like a third your age. Eat it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just revenge. That's what motivates him to get married to somebody. It's just pure I revenge. Like, I feel like marriage I mean, is a you've very bad of... way to have revenge.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you have you heard of revenge body?
1: No. no. After you
2: break up with someone, you uh, you get like super fit and tone and you lose a ton of weight. Oh. And it's, it's it's to show the person who dumped you like what they're missing.
1: When I was when I was running, um, there's this one guy who was really mean to me in high school, and whenever I was like trying to train for the marathon i would think about how i didn't like him and that would motivate me to run more
2: i mean spite is a powerful motivator hatred works
1: yeah that i think that's why i i mean i still want to get back into running but that was one of the reasons i stopped because what i do every day was would be if the day was like a bad day i would run it out (laughs) i would run out all the negative aspects
2: he realized that he didn't hate that one guy from high school anymore. And it's like, I've got no more motivation. (laughs) I need someone to hate.
0: He just goes up to somebody on the, the street and be like, will you, will you be mean to me, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to, hey. see, 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 see,
2: what you have to do is you have to I adopt a, a really Michael fit Jordan body. <laughs> please be mean. You have mean. to adopt a Michael Jordan persona where every time someone says something nice to you, you're just like, And I took that personally. <laughs> personally. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that interview, Brian? Yeah.
1: Well, I've With... seen <laughs>
2: With who? With Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan. 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 Like there, um, there's, in, 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 like it's like an interview or a documentary or something. Where, I, like, I think he's I've heard that. All these people quote he's met with before. and all these people he's had interactions with, and some of them are like mean to him, and some of them are nice to him. But at the end of almost every interaction, he brings up, he says like, and I took that personally, and, I, and, and then uh, and I, I thought, that oh, you think that? And then I'll I work even twice as hard just to prove you wrong. Like it's somebody's like, hey, you did a great job today, man. Like nice game, like on the enemy team, and he's like, oh, you. You thought that was nice?
0: I took that personally. <laughs> I was like, he takes
2: everything personally.
0: <laughs> well, that's how you be, get, like get famous and his... successful and skillful. You take everything so personally. Maybe.
1: So I think that what you're saying is my ability to run based on my hatred for others is a healthy thing. Yes. because I can yeah. become and I take Hating other that people is, is,
2: hating other people is good for your heart.
1: There we go. <laughs> but drinking an energy drink before you go on a run is not as yeah that sounds like a recipe for it's crazy because that's what pre-workout is a lot it's just caffeine you know what i mean
2: i I, I ran out of energy drinks and like coffee yesterday so i had some of my pre-workout in the morning it messed me up but like it it got me awake
1: (laughs) yeah i actually bought a british energy drink to support one of the YouTubers I watch. It took like a extended period of time to ship to my house, but one of the flavors was bad. So I drank it all down, but then I was like, well, I want to have something else that's flavored. So I drank another uh, (laughs) container full of energy drink and I was so buzzed. Why? (laughs)
2: I, I, I want know, something else so flavored, funny. so I'm just going to have more caffeine with it? You didn't have any juice in the fridge?
1: I don't. Juice is expensive, man.
0: Because. Uh, whatever. I don't know. It's like I understand the idea of, okay, I drink the energy drink for energy, and I want it to taste good, but I, I guess I don't know of anybody who drinks an energy drink because they taste good, like, alone. I, I'm not saying that's what you were doing, but yeah i mean that's kind of what you were doing with the second one because
1: you didn't need the energy anymore lionheart x10 he does total war stuff
2: i have no idea who that is but hang on a second you just told me that juice is expensive but you spent money to get something shipped internationally
1: you may have caught me you you may have it was to support a youtuber or twitch streamer okay so (laughs) Yeah, I used to watch this guy called Prince of Mastodon. And I don't know if you guys have ever had uh, YouTubers go on. Mastodon. Mastodon. That's what I said.
2: You said Mastodon. There's no T in there. You said Prince of Mastodon. And when we look at the recording again, Brian will see that. Oh,
0: okay. He did say Mastodon, but it's Mastodon. Like
1: Macedonia? Yes. 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 Um, yeah, so the, but, there wouldn't not, be a team not, there.
2: not not Mastodon like giant woolly mammoth.
1: That would right. be cool if you were prince of <laughs> woolly mammoth.
2: I don't want to be a woolly I, mammoth. I'm
0: I'm kinda trying hey, to figure out how a woolly mammoth would giant. be able to
1: play video games. Did you see the did you see the story about the woolly mammoth like ball of meat that was made? Yes, I did hear about that. Yeah. No. I didn't s I only saw a headline and
2: I only half remember it.
1: I think that's awesome. Just making a ball of a mass of woolly mammoth, that's wild.
2: I I want to I want to see Joe Rogan make a hamburger with that, and then just and then just like the entire time he's eating, just talk about elk instead.
1: Elk's he's like <laughs> elk meat's better than this.
2: Compare it to elk meat.
1: Man,
0: these these uh, overrated elephants they, really they... needed to go extinct. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <That>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i remember yeah, Caleb, i think you showed me the the joe rogan day author ai meme
1: yeah but but
2: like i think there's a number of, of joe rogan voice memes where people have used ai to make to make him say like
1: how much he wants to beat up animals or something oh, those <laughs> are my favorite that's so good <laughs> i yeah yeah, the one, the one series that I really liked with the AI is uh, the one with Obarman and Paladon. Oh, the one and... I shared. No, I mean, no maybe one, no, maybe no. you guys
0: already were familiar with it, but yeah, I remember I, I discovered that one kind of independently, and I remember sharing it with you guys at, at one point. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. I'm not up it's... to
0: date on the latest latest. Uh, I
2: saw the first one bits and, of like, their bits
0: campaign, the but did you see the one
1: about the lusty orcs?
2: No, I only saw like the bit of the. Uh, that's the like the one. first
1: or second episode. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, Maybe I, third. It must be the
1: second one then. I
2: find uh, even... it. When I think of like yeah, the, of the presidents, an, uh... I think of the one where, where, Don, where Donald Trump jumps into the Discord call and just immediately demands Joe Biden give him like his top five animes. Yeah. And, then, yeah. like, and then he just starts criticizing every single entry. And right. like when he gives his own top five, Obama says in those deadpan Voice, Donald, you have a clear mecca bias. Donald, you have a clear mecha bias. Uh, <laughs> Donald, clear mecha bias. Like, it's not yeah. my fault they have all the best <laughs> stories. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, Guren Lagan, what? Well, just you know, all these stupid Ger- N- L- The L- best L- ones when L- L- Joe Rogan yeah, and uh,
1: Jordan Peterson are talking about Bionicle. <laughs> oh yeah, Those are pretty good as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the the
2: symbolic significance oh yeah uh, oh and like Joe Rogan Joe Ro- on the one end Joe Rogan just talking like the Bull Rock call he just, he just looks so cool right he's just so cool and then Jordan's like analyzing like and he symbolizes like chaos and life and death and rebirth and all that and yeah. like and he shoots fire from the- <laughs> uh,
1: it is crazy with um chat GPT because I had a coworker. we basically had to have a prompt that generic prompt that we sent to uh Um, end users to do something and he wrote it and it was very harsh and so he said chat gpt please make this message more uh more nicer more nice and that's the message we use whenever we send it out now uh but our boss had no inkling that he had used chat gpt to i mean that that actually seems like a fairly ethical way of using it I know that Joe Rogan you know, basically... job done. He, they basically said, I wonder how much sperm they can uh, fit in the Grand Canyon. And <laughs> ChatGPT okay. wouldn't answer the question. So they said, how much mayo would it take to fill the Grand Canyon? And they got an answer. <laughs> wow.
0: Okay, so you, you guys so you never responded team, to my things... idea. Okay. What? It, It would be theoretically possible... For me to make a uh like rework one of our previous episodes into a Obama, Biden and Trump AI voice podcast.
2: Oh yeah, you could do that, couldn't you?
0: I think it could be You kind could of also funny. have
2: technically speaking, you could also bring in Steven and uh um,
0: Steven could Jake. be Ben Shapiro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was there thinking we like we do have more episodes with Steven than with than with Jake.
0: Actually, we just need so we need a Timothy Chalamet voice, uh, <laughs> voice AI, and then <laughs> replace all of Stephen's parts with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> uh,
2: so I, what I was thinking was, you know, we can use Chat GPT to for a, a whole lot of things. We can also come up use with our topics. T- honestly, do you mean society in what, general, or us for our podcast? Uh, society in general, just all, just a lot of applications. Human then beings. Then think gotcha. about you com- combining that with Eleven Labs AI uh, voice uh, synthesizing, and then combine that with the fact that we have really good algorithms for determining uh, what sorts of things people like to buy. So we're really good at at advertising. Combine all of these three, uh, that sort of like predictive power of what people do and want. And to an extent, I feel like you could feed this information to ChatGPT and 11Labs and get, like, a sort of digital extension of a person's personality. Like, you just give all that data over, and then, like, if someone wants to ask so, you a so. question, on, on, like, they want to ask you a question, and instead of having to, like, look for anything you've already said or written or done, they could just ask your, your ChatGPT self. And like it will just extrapolate for you,
0: and then and And then you could. Okay, so it would have to be personalized.
2: Yes, but like it's that would be that would be the
0: the challenge and the kind of disturbing part of it. Yes, is the amount of information
2: ethical or not? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it would be it would certainly be unethical just to start doing it without a person's permission, because you would have to like. But I want my follow that person. Okay. I mean, His there's already per- a great deal of, uh, uh, you know, stuff on you being tracked, you know, already. Without, uh, it's with yes. your, I guess, I suppose it's with your explicit permission because you agree to the terms and conditions whenever you sign up for any free product, yeah, um, or or really paid as well. And like, so,
1: like Bumble or
0: Hinge, or Facebook, Bumble or Hinge, or or even Robinhood.
1: Actually, my so, mom complimented your uh, Facebook, Brian. Me? Why? Why? She's she's like Brian always has some like interesting and insightful <laughs> post on his profile, and I was like, I, I don't That's cool. have much urge to
0: write anything else. Um, it helps me think, you know. I just throw out a random
1: kind of I idea that I've Facebook been thinking for like about. Five minutes. I remember Do getting what? a friend request from you. Yeah,
2: in 2009, I I made a Facebook. I got a ton of friend requests, even from people who didn't like me. And I realized, <laughs> wait a minute, you're, being friends on Facebook is not being friends in real life. Oh, and then I realized I didn't care about this anymore. Your brother <laughs> made a
1: profile called Orange Julius that he was only going to use for uh, um... Trump memes no <laughs> connecting <laughs> with people who like he was friends with so it was going to be more exclusive um but then people realized it was him and started sending him actual friend requests so then he got off the platform um but yeah facebook yeah, i mostly just use it as a blog <laughs> which is a very very infrequent blog your fans are waiting for your next post brian yep chopping at the bits yeah, that's the one thing about social media is, um, it, are rants of different sizes. So you see rants on Twitter, and they're usually pretty short. But then Facebook rants, you see like paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs I don't of know. people being. I
0: don't Twitter rants can be pretty long. With those like Twitter threads, they're like thirty-two tweets in a row. It's like, this <sighs> is a stupid platform. Why? Why you're no.
1: Yeah, I, I get to, I get to like tweet seven, and I'm like. No, I'm not gonna read anymore. And and because because of the limited and and here's the
0: silly thing. So many of those are written in a different piece of software. They're not written, here's one tweet, go. And then here another tweet, go. It's like they pre type it and then they split it up among the different tweets.
1: Yes. It's like My Twitter is pretty enjoyable because I only follow like crazy people. <laughs> That's kind of how I use the platform, just because I kind of like seeing nonsense. There's like one person who's a Canadian cocktail. I not use it.
0: It's Every now and then, I will go on there and see what kind of stupid chaos is, is happening, and then it's like, this place is dumb, and then I leave, and I don't touch it.
1: I've kind of been uh, checking it in the morning or, or in the evening before I go to bed just to be like, what's the chaos of the day?
0: What what what's the rage that will keep me up at night for the next, like, hour? And I use it for... A for a good uh, night's rest.
1: I enjoy seeing, basically, after an episode of television airs, I enjoy seeing, like, what people think about it, even if I disagree oh, yeah. with them. So I kind of use it... That actually sounds kind of healthy. To...
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, because... so long as you're not... Like, I wouldn't expect you to be super invested in what people say about a TV show. It's yes. like... Man, the latest episode of Star Wars was trash. Be like, oh, okay. Have you even watched the man, the new season of Mandalorian? No. Uh, in fact, the last episode that you were here on uh, the podcast for, we we talked about it, which I only remember because uh,
1: I just edited and released it. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's kind of gone it. down. It's kind of gone downhill, and you're like in a large percentage of the viewership because I I'm pretty sure it either lost one third or two thirds of the audience. From the premiere to the end of the season uh, It was like a Large number but um, Yeah it's just The Mandalorian's have, have never been seen like it. Yes yes Like they've just not um, bothered resuming it Yeah yeah. so they've seen like two episodes To start and then they after the first two episodes They've been like I'm done um,
0: I, I have more Interest in watching Avatar 2 again Over watching the third season of The Mandalorian which I have not seen at all
1: Avatar Two's fun movie. It just it takes so much time to watch it because the runtime that is a an issue of sorts. I guess you could say. I feel like I had a lot of fun with it. It's cool when you look at it, even outside of a like a movie, just with the technical aspects and what they were able to do. I feel like that's part of the fun of watching it.
0: Right. Well, I I think that is the the fun part to me is just kind of being amazed and appreciating at the technology that went into this thing yeah uh, I mean it's certainly not and and you know the world building to a decent degree um, although most of the fascinating world building and novelty of the world you know takes place in the first movie where it's like whoa you know this world I've never seen before you're you're introduced to it and you're introduced to a lot of the cool parts of it. Whereas in the second movie, there's not as much. You kind of know what to expect from,
1: you know, Pandora, the the moon. I'm curious what they're going to do with the third film, because you do have the main villain from the second and film fourth, surviving. Right. You know what I mean? Are they just going to have the same villain every time, and then he's just going to get foiled, or are they going to actually end, end up wrapping that?
0: Well, up? like I— uh, the, So there's going to be a time jump between the third and fourth movies. I know that. Or— yeah, yeah. Because um James Cameron has said that the younger actors um you know like the little girl uh-huh and I guess the I guess I'm not sure else would be included cuz she's the youngest person who plays a major role. Anyway, James Cameron has said that like they they can allow for about a, a 4 to 5 year difference like in age for the actress playing her role
1: because of the time jump. Did you actually, Andrew, did you ever watch Avatar The Way of Water?
2: No, I never did. I saw the first one in theaters in 2009 and I just, I was like, that's pretty cool. And then it's like, he's gonna make a second one. that's nice. Uh, (laughs) Any day now. Now, now, half your life has gone by. (laughs) I mean, literally, yes. I was 14 (laughs) when I saw the first one. I'm almost
1: 28 now. Uh, 28 and you finally have a beard yeah (laughs) so what made you want to grow it out uh
2: laziness like a month went by and I didn't feel like shaving and then I was like well I've come I guess it's here to stay (laughs) yeah I guess it's part of me now I might I might trim it or shave it soon I don't know I mean it would
0: be kind of weird if your beard was not part of you right
2: (laughs) yeah I know but I mean like it's part of my my look now there's a guy at work who does who can't grow facial hair as well, and he's like, he's like, man, your beard looks really, really nice, and I'm like, yeah, I hate it. It's not, it's not long enough. It's not good enough. And he's like, I hate you. Like, like <laughs> I, I wish I could have even half. If I if I had half of what you have, I'd be happy. That is but like, a- and, 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 and you're and you're
1: like, oh, it's not good enough. This guy's constantly bullying me, but I love him. That is weird because people who can't grow facial hair have a lot of animosity towards people who can. Like I've seen that over and over. I
2: have noticed that you don't like me very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Andrew. <clears throat> yeah. I just I'm just glad he didn't do a strap beard. You know what I mean?
2: Uh. Oh, you I mean where it's just like the
1: one that's strip uh, along the chin line. I, I don't understand why people grow those.
2: <clears throat> there was a because guy. Because they can't there's grow a, guy a mustache at, at to compliment it. There was a guy at our church who who uh who had that for like a good year or so and I was like I love you my my brother but I really like I didn't tell him so like cuz he's used bit he's been older but like I love you my brother but like I hate that beard. It looks terrible. <laughs> he got rid of it. Don't go worry.
1: Yeah. It just took some time. It took enough people not saying things but low key thinking about <laughs> I'm sure his
2: wife was like Honey, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the chin strap is not is a No, no, for the longest
0: time I couldn't grow a mustache to to go with the beard. Like I could grow kind of this part of the beard, but not the rest of it. And it's like I am not growing a beard until I could actually do the whole thing
1: cuz
2: I was the same way, but I I looked Amish.
1: Yeah, I look often, Amish. I do
2: or, that. Uh, Amish or uh, or Muslim.
0: <laughs> that was so, one uh, of the weird. Uh, the Chat GPT thing, because um, I so I I mentioned the you know there were kind of like ethical issues with because it would have to be personalized to the individual, so it would have to like know your speech patterns, and if we're doing voices, it would have to have your voice, and, and so to do that without the you know. The consent of the individual it's imitating, that would be pretty problematic. Um, although, but the, the, and also the amount of data on you that would be necessary in order for it to be kind of an accurate prediction of your future self. A negative if influence on that person. Think of like how you could diagnose And then someone. they, how what?
2: If it's given, uh, voluntarily, think of how you could like, um, diagnose someone though. It sounds like we're getting diagnosed,
0: like with a medical condition. What do you mean? No, no.
2: Or a prognosis. You say, oh, I think this person's personality is like, is, is, uh, is, uh, is uh, is tending towards addiction. Right. And you could kind of like,
0: oh, for sure. it. It, It could, it could be like, you know, yeah, you, you, you could be anticipating the future. It's like, oh, this person's financial habits could tend towards, you know, complete bankruptcy and destitution real quick. If you know, anything, even this, you know, minor problem occurs, stuff like that. Although you don't really need an AI to predict that a lot of the time because the, the the problem with it is people people acknowledge when it comes to their financial uh, situations, you know, they know that they spend money when they shouldn't, but they haven't run into enough situations where, you know, they couldn't make it. And, and so mm. the the danger of not having enough isn't isn't high enough you know they don't they can't they have difficulty evaluating the risk because you know the the dangers never happened before it's like oh i i've lived right on the edge of my bank account for you know as long as i've been alive and nothing's ever happened Mm, but it's like that obviously is not prescriptive of the future it doesn't mean that nothing will happen so it's that kind of thing it's like people know that, that they intellectually acknowledge the danger but they don't have the the kind of gut feeling that actually causes them to do anything about it. The because motivation, you need
2: the experience of it happening, right, to really give you that kick in the pants.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna add one more technology, well at least one more, uh, where you've got like Unreal Engines metahumans, where you can make pretty realistic. I mean, it's not perfect, but fairly realistic caricatures of. People's faces, and then you could match them with the voices and stuff, and so you could have like digital versions of people hmm. running around in the metaverse. It's like, wait, are you the real you, or are you the AI imitation? And then, and then the robot would lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, <speaking of> that, <laughs> and then, and then we sure live in a guys... dystopian Matrix. I'm not sure which if I guess is kind of redundant because the Matrix before, is a dystopia, but but
2: there are. um, there are VTubers out there, virtual YouTubers, where right. it's a person who's set up to like a piece of software that just looks like an anime character. And right, right. It's very, very to kind be. of
0: cartoony CGI. Yeah.
2: Yes. There is a guy who basically commissioned some artist to, to make a model that then hooks up to software. But it's not puppeted by a person, but by a software program. So it's literally just in, in a talking image with like a voice the filter thing, yep. and obviously there are things it won't say. Uh, right, but like, are, are you and, familiar and, with it? That it, it, and it appears to be completely schizophrenic. But your point about having some like random person's just like mirror image, whatever, on the metaverse—we kind of already have that. And she she streams, uh, I think, every day or so. <clears throat> so if you right. want, you can just you can just check that out. By the way, I, I say you can. I I do not really approve of the the vtubers so much. I think that they are uh I thought it's a you bit loved too easy vtubers. To fall into, Andrew. I I think it's a bit too easy to fall into the whole like a uh, parasocial relationship uh because uh-huh. your brain can kind of be tricked into thinking it's not a real person. Um uh and then like you treat them the same obsessive way you might treat, treat like a a fictional character, but there's an actual person on the other end of it. That's all. I just... That's all. I actually... you your own mental health.
1: There is somebody... There's a YouTuber I watch, and he deleted his Patreon because he... People were kind of being a little bit creepy about how much they wanted to know about his life. So, that's that was an interesting thing that happened. Um, we're not going to delete our Patreon. We want you to know about filming.
2: Well... Who is we? I don't have access to the Patreon. I don't either. It's all- <laughs> it's all Brian. So, 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 so and, and Andrew and Caleb can say with one hundred percent certainty that we will not delete the Patreon
1: because we can't. <laughs> um, Brian wields the power. Yeah. yeah. Tyrant, communist, dictator. If it was communism, revolution huh? of the if it proletariat. We would own the Patreon. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh,
2: I see you—you fallen for the lies, comrade. Into the gulag
0: with you. <laughs> uh, uh, comered, so the the, the VTuber thing kind of reminded me of something else. We might have I don't think we mentioned it before, but it was uh, you're familiar with Corridor, yeah, crew, no. um, it, yes, okay. Uh, well, they made a an Instagram account for uh, a, a, not really an AI person, but kind of a caricature of sorts of a, a, social media influencer. But the idea is that, so the main guy, man, what's his name? Sam, Sam, one of the founders of corridor, he, his goal was to make a, basically a AI person where all you have to do is just like click a button. And then it just creates all the stuff you need to make, uh, basically an Instagram post, a video. So, um, they made, a uh, a model in Unreal Engine and, like, a set, so, like, this whole house of sorts. And then they had uh, generated an AI voice that used in a chat GPT script, and then they kind of wrote a program to where, you know, once you kind of click this button, I don't think they ever got the literal button to work, but the idea is that you kind of, with very minimal effort, you could set up a you know a video in a random location of the house with the model you know standing in front of the 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 camera and giving some random chat gpt dialogue about you know whatever random social media influencer ideas or problems they're having for that day and and then they do like a dance <laughs> but it was it was a it was interesting because as a lot of the ai stuff was coming out not not this year cuz this year it kind of exploded to where like it became mainstream whereas there was some cool stuff going on like earlier last year as well that's only kind of coming to public knowledge today but i was having similar ideas of wow that this would be kind of cool if to you could not necessarily the chat gpt part that's not that part's not as useful to me because i don't necessarily want a robot to write stuff for me, but I was thinking it would be kind of cool to make a, a, a an Unreal Engine MetaHuman, basically make a, a VTuber, but instead of whatever weird VTuber stuff they do, like actually have, almost be more like video essays, but with kind of a, a digital face to go with it. I don't know, it could be kind of an Uncanny Valley thing, but that, that's that was an idea that had crossed my mind about what to do with it. Like for instance, um, we could have a video version of our podcast, but instead of videos of us, we just put the audio of our voices onto three digital models of ourselves. Oh, you know, sitting and it around was a animate table. Animated
2: us for us—that'd be pretty cool, right. Or Or, or, like you said, potentially very, very uncanny valley.
0: Yeah, well, and and it would be tough because. Uh, you'd have to animate the 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 body language which yeah would be very hard. Oh, oh, actually what you can do uh, there are apps for like you can you can videotape yourself and it will it it'll kind of motion capture you a little bit. Um so you could kind of import that onto the character model. That that was the other missing element that I'd forgotten about was the animation uh, that could also be automated, to, or limited, limited uh, manual effort. But yeah, I thought that would be a cool idea. That would be awesome. But now we just need three CGI models of uh, <laughs> our most yeah, recent us. U.S. presidents, and then <laughs> take the script of our episode. I get to be Trump though, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, you're Trump. As long as I'm Obama.
0: I think I'm Obama. <laughs>
2: No. Yes. Okay, Caleb, you're Joe Biden.
1: No.
0: <laughs> because no. Mostly just because it's the two of you that do most of. The, well, at least at first, I, I don't think it's as much anymore. Uh, that do most of the like arguing back and forth, and I'm like the mediator, which is kind of the role that Obama plays in the the AI voice memes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Very much so.
0: Yeah. I and also, to, Andrew uh, tends to take the, the hardline stances a lot of the time, which is why he's Trump. Hardline, critical st- Yeah, I'm very much...
1: I did want to revisit a question or an idea that we had talked about in season one. Um, Conspiracy theories? To... Well, clones. I was telling somebody the other day Are about clones how... clones, human beings with souls? Yes. Uh, I was telling somebody somebody the other day i believe if i remember correctly i told you guys that i'd have one clone that that works tirelessly uh and gives me funds to where i don't have to work um and then i would have two clones to split up like social interactions i was curious (laughs) if you guys could have two clones what would you do with your clones
0: why do i feel like you've actually asked this question before you have. I I just wanted like to revisit this, it. This sounds familiar from season one. So here's the problem with the clone thing is first off, if it's a clone, it's exactly like you. So two, your clone is going to want as much free time as you do. And so you'd have to split the work and the fun 50 50. And then it's also another person and another mouth to feed. So it really, it's just a new person who can fend for themselves. And so you're really in the same boat. There's just an extra person in the world that looks exactly
1: like you. <laughs> That's true because they got to eat still. Right. I could just give them uh
0: and, and it's not like, oh, if you had another clone for social interactions that you would get the fun out of those social ac- interactions. It's not like your mind is connected to the clone.
1: Yeah, it's kind of so, like the whole idea. If you had more time in the day, how would you use it? And the thing is, if everybody had more, more time, but if everybody had more time in the day, then you'd be expected to work longer hours. And so you'd run into the same issue where, um, I guess that's, well, only that's why to I subscribe
0: to the four hour work week by whatever that guy's name is who wrote the book. I, I don't remember. No um, idea. Sorry. It's, it's mentioned in, uh, it's not, it's not Lex Fridman. Is it Friedman? Yeah, like,
2: actually it might be. I don't know,
0: but it's, it's mentioned in, uh, the Office. That's how. That's how old the book is. Whoa.
2: No, it can't be Lex Friedman, then, can it? No. Okay. Oh,
0: Tim Ferriss. Uh. Except the book says Timothy. So yeah, if if I if I had two clones, I'd probably just murder them both.
2: Sounds good to me.
1: Feed <laughs> them to the dog. I, I, I. Here's a question: If you have a clothes.
0: clone, is killing them murder? Suicide. <laughs>
1: Suicide.
2: <laughs> He committed suicide. Actually, funny. You could make an endless. His of DNA clones was all over the just,
0: <laughs> all over the crime scene. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I stuck myself. I was cooking you on, and I stuck myself. I bled. I bled like a stuck pig. Uh, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? I question my DNA is all over. No, I mean like if killing your clones is suicide, you could make an endless series of clones and then kill them all. And because you can't be prosecuted for suicide, like. That's just it. They just like the authorities just
0: have to let you kill people.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: Win win. The authorities are useless and I get to kill people. Awesome.
0: (laughs) What okay, here's a here's a question. Psychologically, do you think that would be a satisfying outlet for like so like sociopaths and psychopaths that feel compelled to murder people? I mean I don't think it necessarily would be.
2: No, it wouldn't help. Of course not.
0: I, I, I think I think or I suspect, I obviously I don't know any psychopaths, uh, aside from Andrew. Yeah, I was going to that... say, you know one. <laughs> Thanks. I don't, anyway, I don't know any, but I suspect that part of the draw is its forbidden nature.
1: Mm. Yeah, I imagine. So if it was socially acceptable to be a psychopath, then there would be no psychopath? Well, I, I don't think it's possible for it to be socially acceptable,
0: uh, unless, unless it's like euthanasia or something, you know, uh, assisted suicide. Even then, I I don't think, I don't think that would be satisfying for for some psychopaths either, because you know, so many of them, you know, torture their victims. You know, it, it's it's a power thing. Mm-hmm. It's this having control over another being, and they can't do anything about it. You know, it's that that causing desperation. In them and such where you can like, you know, even though you don't under, like, you you don't have any desire to do that, or at least not, not in that way, you know, you don't have the desire to control people physically and do physical harm with their inability to do anything about it. But, you know, some people, some people have a similar desire, but it's not, not physical, you know, it, it could be mental, you know, you know, narcissism and kind of emotional abuse in, in marriages Mm -hmm. you know that kind of manipulation and and gaslighting and such you know it's kind of a similar power desire so but i guess you guys don't disagree too much with that that assessment of
1: psychopaths
2: yeah it seems good enough for me to be honest (laughs) i'm why yeah okay
1: so um i uh i wanted to so i am gonna have to head out um But I wanted to like in the
0: next 10 minutes, because I know you said 845. Yes. Is that when you have to leave?
1: Okay. Around that time. Um, I wanted to a lot of times in the episodes, we would talk about what we're excited about towards the end of the episode. And as far as far as life. And I kind of just wanted to end the same way and see what you guys are excited about. In the near future. If you're not anyway. excited
0: about reading Elantris, I'm not telling you. <laughs> uh, I will, I will, I will. Uh, I'm really excited
2: for this today. Uh, I'm going to be going over to Michael's place. We're going to play some board games and paint some miniatures. Ooh. And I, got, I, actually, I actually got two miniatures in just last night from overseas, from, from the UK. And uh, they're really cool. They actually look like Marwind, kind of armored figures. So I'm really excited. I'll send you guys some photos once I'm done.
0: I'm looking forward to a vacation next week. Ooh. Not next week, next month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for my sister's wedding. And I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer coming out in July 21st. I'm looking forward to Dune Part 2. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm looking forward to my birthday next week.
2: Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 28th.
0: Yeah, I'm and for... selling things. I've been selling things on Facebook Marketplace. And hey, Brian, eBay. what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> this is probably I, I, not the I, best
2: place to share that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, unironically, I, I do need your address.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll send it through Signal. Um, okay, good. And then I'll post
1: it <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> me. Well,
0: spe- speaking of doxing, have you
2: seen that one hey, Burger bird- where birthday! it's like? Go SWAT him. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Have you seen that one Burger King ad where it's like Whopper 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 Cheeseburger that that thing? There's some someone said uh, that, but instead that it's actually uh, it's, it's, it's a ad? guy doxing your location. <sighs> yes, it's an ad. Look up Burger King Whopper Whopper Whopper. Then Burger King Whopper like doxing and like oh. it's so it's so See, good. The, the <laughs> only also... the
0: only Whopper Cheeseburger thing that I'm familiar with is the uh the Sardar Dune meme. Sardar yes, Dune chant
2: <laughs> yes but like this is this is not no it's, it's, just, it's just like an image it's like whopper 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 cheeseburger cheeseburger cheese where it's just like the, what what like they saw dune and they were just like yeah i can top that no but like there's also the there's also the arby's commercial where um ving rames is like t- like acting disgusted over burger king's new like uh uh sandwich that you could have intercourse with and <laughs> what? what? Yeah, it's it's more ai memes that's what it is okay. I, I, I wouldn't recommend you dive too deep into it but the bit i saw was really funny <laughs> <laughs> okay well i've got nothing else to say uh brian oh, what you is caleb
0: give excited for after this caleb wants to yeah. share something he's excited for that's why he asked the question
1: oh yeah i'm i am excited <laughs> to actually dig into laundress and to finish the reading that I already started I, I George R. R Martin's fun to read but the the way he writes it's I don't know how to put it meandering not meandering um terrible it's just heavy it's like because of the realism and because things are kind of bleak at least
0: he 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 dies way Probably too far into realism to where it's unrealistic. It's like, uh, I don't know the the word for it, but you know, you look around the world, and it's like things aren't quite that bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's
0: it's like, sure, you the world is pretty bad. The world has the things that are in George R. R. Martin's books, but that's like. Only if you're looking only at those things, could you yeah. say, "Oh, this is what the world is." Yes. You know, um, it's like there's also plenty of positive things that actually, well, potentially outnumber. It's hard to say um, exactly, and it also depends on how you measure it and all that jazz. But the, you know, the audio like, book overall, the world doesn't seem quite as bleak as as Martin makes it out to be. So it's, um, in a sense, it's not exactly realistic. In a sense, it it's it can one could describe it as gratuitously depressing.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, because he's just gratuitously depressed. Um, but that that or he just has spite for everything happy.
1: But um,
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you could look at Greek plays and see, oh, you know, there's
1: some catharsis in you know this tragedy here. But uh. I'm excited to finish the book um, because I have enjoyed it and I'm excited to dig back into Lord of the Rings because I think um, as far as the difference between the two, it's night and day. And so it'll be nice to have kind of some of the uh, more positive, uplifting fantasy as well to balance things out. And then um, I'm excited to dig into Lantris after that. So that's kind of what my reading path is going to be. Um, the the uh, Fire and Blood, it was a 26-hour audio book. So now I have it down to about four hours and 20 minutes. So I should finish it relatively soon. So,
0: How many hours did you say? 28? 26. 26. Yeah, I'm currently listening to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and it's about 20,
1: 20 hours. It's just... It, I do like imagining things on my own and kind of, but I think having a narrator is pretty, pretty cool, uh, as well. Um, yeah,
0: it definitely makes,
1: you know, reading and and getting the story easier a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nice because, uh, I I pick up more time to read because whenever I'm driving to work or back home from work, every time there's like a trip that's twenty to thirty minutes, I'm able to like actually dig into a book. For that period of time so it's not just like wasted time because i mean bar making phone calls what are you really going to do with that time you know what i mean so i'm excited to read all those three books <laughs> that's a long roundabout way to say that
2: i want you to read a lunch first and then we can have another podcast episode
1: i got two weeks two weeks to read a lot
2: doubt doubtful
1: ye of little faith andrew i will
2: believe when i see
1: all righty brian's died
2: Yep. I'll see you guys later. And Brian, the address. All right, everybody. Join us next time to see what's up in Brian's at, wait a minute. He left. (laughs) We're still recording though. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. Join us next time to see what's up in Brian's attic.
0: Did Caleb leave? He did. Okay. Well, my, uh, my, my laptop, um, ran out of battery. Oh okay, out in my car. <clears throat> but yeah, we were we were closing up anyway, um, and I kept it open
2: just in case we needed someone
0: to be here for the. Yeah, report, that say. that's that's good. Um, but yeah, uh,
2: don't give, worry, I already did the yeah, outro. Give, oh okay,
0: <laughs> that's funny. I have to speak fairly quietly because. Olivia and Betsy are still sleeping. I figured, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, certainly an interesting end to season three. (laughs) Brian abruptly disappeared. It was really weird seeing two of me.
2: Now you can give me your address twice.
0: (laughs) All right, well, I don't know what this is going to look like recording-wise, but um, we'll see. Um, Yeah, I guess I don't have to do an outro, but... was it just like well Brian just left uh thanks for stopping by Basically, <laughs> that's what I,
2: I thought you know and then Caleb was like oh okay and then he just kind of left too and I was like well uh, I guess I, I did the outro and then he left and I was like well, oh, okay
1: <laughs> gotcha
0: thank you for listening to this episode of Brian's Attic and of course a special thank you to our Patreon supporters If you would like to support Brian's Attic, head over to patreon.com slash Attic, or use the link in the description.